Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is a transformative time for Black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. Welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring people to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. It is time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. People always talk about their purpose or gift. If you have a gift, leave with your gifts and don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. My next guest is Sean Robinson. She's an Emmy Award-winning journalist, television personality, author, producer, philanthropist, and she has an, an amazing girls' activist organization, empowerment activist organization. She's a proud graduate of an HBCU, Spelman University in Atlanta, Georgia. Sean established the Sean Foundation for Girls, which nurtures and supports underserved and underrepresented girls and young women in the areas of STEM, health, arts, unity, and neighborhoods. Sean is the executive producer of the very entertaining A Seven Deadly Sins series on Lifetime. We'll be discussing her two new films that can currently be seen on Lifetime, Wrath, A Seven Seven Deadly Sins Story, and Greed, A Seven Deadly Sins Story. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, my dear friend and good person, and always leads me down the road of happiness, Sean Robinson. (laughs) Hello, my friend. How are you? Good to see you. You know, these are always really really cool conversations because you know uh we've known each other we have to say 20 years 20 plus years and we've Over seen 20 years yeah yeah we've yeah. seen each other uh, uh we shape ourselves we've seen each other uh being able to pivot and we've seen each other get a clear understanding of finding our voice and uh, you know, I know when I in 2016 when I stopped managing Steve, it was a struggle for me to find my voice. You know, because I would say two two and a half years, I was still managing Steve Harvey and not receiving checks because that brand has been so established. And so you you had a similar you had established a relationship with an entertainment magazine that was that was a blessing and a curse because people knew you from that, but then you wanted to get away from that. But now it's part of your resume. So now the blessing is part of your asset because your brand is now under so many different positive umbrellas. Talk about pivoting and then being able to being able to, you know, work really hard to build a brand and then redirecting that brand, Sean. 
Yeah. You know, I think that when you reach what is considered by many as the pinnacle and you are staying there and you think that that is all the world is. Right. And so I was, I was at a, you know, a successful uh, entertainment show for 16 years. It was a long time. And it was, you know, I, I found myself after a while just kind of coasting. You mm-hmm. know, I came in 1999 when entertainment shows were that they, they, they had a different, type of influence than they have today. Like, for example, if, you know, if Beyonce had a new album out or Mm -hmm. George Clooney had a new movie out, we were one of the very few stops that they could make to Mm -hmm. promote their material because this was before social media, before Instagram, Twitter, and all that. Now, Beyonce sends out a tweet that she's got a new album out (laughs) and that's all the publicity she needs. And George Clooney, you know, gets on his social media and that's all the the publicity they need. So it's it's a lot different today. And there are many, many, many different platforms. So I was very blessed to come to uh, the show that I was on at a time when it held a power position in Hollywood that was different than Mm -hmm. it is today. Mm -hmm. So that was, and I was a little black girl from Detroit, Michigan, Mm -hmm. and I was at hot in Hollywood and it was a (laughs) really super, super big deal. And so I did everything. I squeezed everything out of that position that I could possibly squeeze. There was nothing else I could do Mm -hmm. that would be a challenge for me. Um, so, you know, I look at what, what is now the additional chapter? I don't even say the next chapter. I said, what is the additional chapter? And so, you know, I still do my television work on, on, you know, 90 day fiance and (laughs) which is a behemoth. And we we laughed so hard at that last time you was on the show. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, that's seen in 168 countries and territories. (laughs) So it was very, it's huge, but also like, what is it? What I wanted to be a content creator. I wanted to be an executive producer. So I started talking to producers. People were much smarter than I was and and said, how do I do this? And I started thinking of different types of shows that I could produce. And so the Seven Deadly Sins series that it was started as a book by author Victoria Christopher Murray was really interesting. And so I optioned the entire series, pitched them around town, pitched it to Lifetime at different places. Lifetime finally said, yes, we want to do this. Mm-hmm. And um, the partner was Bishop T.D. Jakes, mm-hmm. which was couldn't get a bigger producing partner in this type of uh, in this type of situation. And so Lust and Envy aired last year. This year it's Wrath and Greed. Mm-hmm. So um, yes. And so to see my name as an executive producer was was thrilling for me. Will you please slow down? We, we, we talk. <laughs> this ain't no like a five minute interview. We, we talk. We talk. We talk. We talk. We'll be right back with more money making conversations. Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. I've seen every one of them. Okay, there's four so far. Like you said, in 2021, that's when you first came on the show talking about it, and we was excited. Yeah. And this is seven. We said, oh, wow, Rashawn, hopefully we do them all at the same level of, you know, promotional push and excitement and the quality of actors. And, and this time around, you know, you have my boy Eric Benet, you know, yes, who's so good, yeah. He's in Greed, and then you have Michelle Williams. That's my girl from Destiny's Child. Yes. She's in, uh, you know, Wrath. Okay, and the reason I bring these two people, these people are known for singing, and they, and they have major, in fact, 
And Michelle Williams is the star of that particular Yes, uh, of Yeah, she's Rath. the star of Rath. And Eric yes. is a major, Eric Benet is a major player. Okay, he, yes. if he doesn't do his character right, the the, the, the show doesn't, the film doesn't work. Right. And he sells it. He sells it. Oh, my goodness, he's very good. And, of course, the incredible Lisa Ray McCoy is in there. Yeah, so good. Oh. She, she, she was just, she played that part <laughs> so well. So well. Uh, and, 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 and so, and I say this because, you know, when I watch, when I consider you a friend, Sean, and I know when I see your name on the screen, single card by itself, I just smile. You know, I, I smile because I know there's a lot of hard work. And that's yeah. why I don't want anybody to say when she said, well, I optioned out the book. And then Bishop T.D. Jakes was the only person that he came in to this particular genre. Okay. This didn't happen over 19. This was yes. years. This was years. And it was, a, it, was a, it was tied to trust. It was tied yes. to faith. It was tied to saying, I know this project. It's gonna. Somebody's gonna find it. Somebody's gonna enjoy it, and I'm not gonna be frustrated by it because I'm Sean Robinson, and I want to win. That's the story. I want to make sure people hear very clearly. Can we talk about? Yeah, that? and you have to. You have to be ready for a lot of no's. Okay, in this business, and you can't get frustrated by the no's. I mean, I've pitched so many projects, even with this. I optioned these books in 2016. Right. And so, I mean, think of this is 2022. So (laughs) it's been a minute. Okay. It's been a minute. And along the way, there were many, many struggles convincing people that this was going to be a great project. And actually people, you know, they, the networks that I pitched it to, they really love the concept, but there was like, Oh, can we do it? I, I don't know if we could do it. You know, do we want this star? And, you know, we thought we had a certain person and we didn't. And then that took a long time. And then the pandemic hit. I mean, there were a lot of challenges, roadblocks mm-hmm. um, that could have derailed the project and just not only derailed this project, but made me so you know weary of this process that I could, could have said, oh, maybe this isn't for me. So, you, you know, it... It takes a lot of tenacity. It takes faith. It takes endurance. It takes perseverance. It takes strategic planning and just not being um, not being deterred. Mm-hmm. So don't be deterred. You know, if you feel that you have a vision, if you feel this is something that you're passionate about, keep on pushing. Just you have to keep on pushing. I mean, there is another. It was another project that I had been literally working on for probably about eight, at least eight years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, got real close and then it didn't happen. And then somebody just called back. Oh, hey, do you still have that project? We might be interested in it. I'm like, OK, you know, yeah, I still have it. <laughs> so just still got it. So just know that there are certain things that are going to take longer to materialize. Right. You know, this cake may bake in five minutes and this cake may bake in five years. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on what the project is, but keep pushing. Now, these two projects we are talking about, uh, these two films, like you said, Wrath and Greed. Let's let's talk about exactly what that seven... Deadly Sin series is, yes. and 
why is it important? Because each one came from a different style standpoint. Because because Wrath was a straight-on acting, and then you had voiceover a lot more so in Greed. Because it was like telling the story, how you can make... It was, it, was, it was a different way of presenting it, but it was still well-received by me. Talk about that whole presentation and how you picked the writers and the directors and all that for each one of these different projects. Yeah, and at the center, the seven deadly sins that people know um, are morality tales, okay? You know, the wages of sin is death, but there is redemption. And so these are stories of there. there's going to be redemption mm-hmm. in our films. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's where we're starting with, you know, we are, um, you know, we are presenting these to our faith-based audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are not faith-based, you might be after you watch our <laughs> movies. So, um, so that was a really important. And, you know, each story is going to be told a little differently. Right. Mm-hmm. Then is going to be told a little differently. But at the key, at the basis to all of them, there is, um, there, the, these are morality tales and these mm-hmm. are faith based stories. So that's what you have to be prepared for. But they're fun rides. They're sexy. It's thrilling. Um, it is, you know, you never know what's going to happen next. You think you go, oh, okay, this, this, I bet you this happens. And then something totally different happens. And, you know, so, I got to call Michelle Williams, you know, there's yeah. a couple of scenes. I'm going to have to call and tease her because she's like my little. Little, little yeah. daughter, you know what I'm saying? Little, you know, right. You know, I said, oh, she got straight sexy up in there. And, uh, and, she did. She got straight sexy in it. She sure did. It was fun. I was, it was fun watching it. But I, I want to just say this when you, read the, when you hear the word faith-based, people tend to run. Oh, I want to preach preaching to me. No. Yes, she's absolutely correct, but it's written so organically. And when I hear them delivering that statement or that message of what wrath is all about and the, the, the point of view of why we're doing this particular film, the message, underlying message we're trying to do, I am not taken aback. Right. It's really that well done. I I I I, you know, I can't forget Romeo Miller's in here, and I'm talking about the one with with the, with the Michelle Williams, of course. Uh, you know Beyonce's mom is in that. Mm-hmm. Tina knows Lawson, who I know from my days in Houston, Texas. I go way back with her, way back, and I've been knowing her since. 92 because wow. I brought because uh, I had a comedy club called Hip Hop Comedy Stop and I brought Destiny Child on stage that's how far back I go of course way back then Michelle Williams was some part of the group I met Michelle later when she joined the group but I've been knowing Destiny Child all the way back to 1992 so that wow, my relationship that's incredible yeah, that's just, amazing just, just seeing that whole just seeing Tina I just laughed and smiled to myself because she had a really big beauty salon that's how I met her in Houston at the time, and, and she was uh, making a lot of money. She was very popular. I believe the name of it was Headliners in Houston, Texas at the time, and just see how you can, again, pivot and then readjust your career and move forward. And each, But each one of these was different. How does the casting process happen, and do you participate in the casting process, Sean? Oh, absolutely. As uh, one of the executive producers, I definitely participate in uh, the casting process. So, you know, we think about you know, who the character is mm-hmm. and who, you know, who are list of people who would be good playing them. But also you've got to think about, 
their relationship with the other characters. Mm -hmm. So when we, you know, when we knew we had Michelle, we were so excited and, you know, we were thinking, okay, who would be a good mother figure to her? Because a mother is very important in her life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, can we get her? You know, so then that process started. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then you do, you want good chemistry between the leading lady and the men in her life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Romeo was just absolutely fantastic. They had great chemistry, and Antonio mm-hmm. Cupo mm-hmm. also with Michelle. They were just they were just hamming it up on set. It was really funny. Mm-hmm. So. Um, And so, yes, you have to think about the character's relationship to other characters in the movie and how that would play. So, uh, yeah, we think we did a good job. We have a really great cast, both on Wrath and on Greed. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. You know, I didn't say her name, 
Uh, she's the lead in the in, in greed. That's Monique Coleman. That's Monique Coleman. Come Monique on, Coleman. I, I That's got, my girl. She I got, is. So I cannot incredible. go past this and not act like I didn't see her in this film. You know. Yes. Laid it down. Because greed slapped her in the face several times. She found the facts of life. I'm just uh, just laying it out there, and that. But it was all again organic. It was all very realistic. It was all the characters I found relatable. Her boyfriend and how she kind of disconnected from him because he wasn't living the lifestyle. And Eric Renee, this kind of knighting shining armor who had everything. Right. He was older. He was worldly. He could jump on a private jet and go to anywhere he wanted to go. And yes. he found this young lady who wanted these things. And right. that's what this series is about. You know, it's like, you know, there's a couple of things. Be careful what you wish for. You know, careful what you wish for. It's, it's not always what you expect. That was right. that's what makes this. That's, I saw both movies back to back, and I didn't see them being similar at all. Bravo, bravo, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very different, very different. But at the key, like I said, it's that um, you know what happens when you commit one of these sins. This is what can happen. So hopefully, people will think twice. You know, um, somebody said, uh, somebody asked me, well, so what's the, what's the message in greed and what's the message in wrath? I said, don't be greedy. Right. Don't have wrath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's, the ba- that's the bottom line. Right. And then ignore the signs of when it's happening to you. And yes. that's, that's, that's what it really amounts to as well, because we all deal with these uh, decisions that we have to make. And we, and it's, like I said, the morality is the base of what we all make our decisions. When you right. venture into these different sins, then it tells you, or is it, are you being consumed by it? And each right. movie you'll see in wrath, an individual is consumed by that wrath and how that wrath affects other people around that person who right. is consumed. When that person is consumed by that greed, you'll see how that greed not just impacts them, but the people they quote unquote care about and the right. people that they call their friends and business associates. That's what I loved about these episodes. They're on Lifetime right now. Please, please watch them with your friends, your family. You know, take a screenshot, tell somebody and post it on social media. Let them know you're watching it so they can get a good feel for quality programming being done by incredible uh, pair of African-American producers. My man, Bishop T.D. Jakes, and my favorite person in the world, Sean Robinson. But the <laughs> thing I always love about Sean is that it always goes beyond what she does as an entertainer impactful. Your program, Sean. You know that we've been talking about this several years. Tell us what's going on with it, and um, and the impact that you're making. And I remember I ran into you in New York one day at the London Hotel. We was talking about it, so I know how long this has been going on, and yes. how you would travel to great lengths to get the word out about it. Yeah. So my foundation is called the Sean Foundation for Girls. I created it back in 2016 after I left Access Hollywood for so long. And, you know, my, my parents always taught me if God gives you a platform, use it to give back. And mm-hmm. so that's what I did. I created this foundation. And what we do is we support uh, small nonprofits that are doing work in five key areas of girls' issues. And those areas are represented by the acronym of my name, S-H-A-U-N. So S is STEM, uh, science, technology, mm-hmm. engineering, and math. Mm-hmm. H is health. A is arts. 
you is unity and mm-hmm. N is neighborhood. So if mm-hmm. there is a nonprofit that is doing work in one of those five key areas, we okay, would possibly wow. be the mm-hmm. first for them. Mm-hmm. So, and, and Rashawn, what I, I hope to, my vision and what I hope to continue to grow the Sean Foundation for Girls as is, is really a go-to resource for these small nonprofits that, you know, getting, raising money is tough for right. any, you've been to many charity events and mm-hmm. they got to beg folk to give them money. So <laughs> it's hard. Mm-hmm. And when you are a small nonprofit, a small charity, it's even harder because a lot of times you don't have the resources. And so I felt compelled to help those organizations that are working directly with girls, predominantly girls of color, underserved and underrepresented girls, Mm -hmm. and to help them in their mission. And, you know, uh, I was just at this philanthropy conference and it was it was with women who were philanthropists like myself. And one of the things that we had talked about, and you, you probably know this is very important, Rashawn, because you run into business, you know how many, how, how all the line items there right. are to running a business. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times when people give to charity, a lot of times, you know, when people uh, give grants to charities, small nonprofits, they're like, okay, we want our money to go to this, this, and this. Okay, we want it to go just to this mission, just to that. And so let's say you have, um, you know, let's say you have a a homeless shelter. Let's say you have a shelter for homeless. And so somebody might give you money and say, okay, I want this just to go for clothing for the women in the homeless shelter. That's just an example. Well, that's great. But here's what happens, Rashawn, is that what are the other what are the other line items that you need when you're running a business right. and, and a nonprofit is a business? Mm-hmm. You got to keep the lights on. Right. OK, mm-hmm. you have to have food for the people that, um, you know, that you serve, you, you know, the, the secretary. Right. The 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 cleaning people right. right. that come and clean your business. You've got the telephone bill. All of those are line items. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get money for that because right. a lot of people, they when they give the money, they say, okay, I just want I just wanted to go to this one thing. So what we were talking about at this philanthropy conference, and we just had just so many great, great women talking about it, is the importance of giving unrestricted funds. To nonprofits, mm-hmm. unrestricted means they can use them in any areas. Now we're not, and granted, there has to be there has to be checks and balances in the nonprofit world because you know you don't you want to make sure that the nonprofit you're doing you vet them, and that's what we do. That's what the Sean Foundation for Girls does. We 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 vet these organizations. We make sure they're doing the work. We're make sure we are making sure they're impactful and they're they're impacting girls' lives. Uh, for and you know for the positive, and then we say, okay, so we want to help you with your mission. So we're giving you these funds right. so that you can continue your mission. And I used to say, okay, you got to use it in this area. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, like many people are realizing, in what's called trust-based philanthropy. Yes. Okay, we trust you. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
I'm going to trust you to use this money in the best way possible so you can continue helping the people, helping the girls and young women that you serve. Mm -hmm. So that was that that was that was my growth as a philanthropist and how I want to make sure that my foundation helps as many organizations and as many people as possible. Well, that's uh, this is an example of that. Like Mackenzie Scott, she gave four over four point one billion dollars to HBCUs with no restrictions. That's what she's talking exactly. about. Exactly. You know, she exactly. she trust 100%. she trusted them. She said, "Hey, here's the money. Here's fifty million dollars. Pray for your AM. Do what you need to better serve your community, the students, the infrastructure, and put it. And we trust that you're going to do the the right thing with this money." Exactly. She could have said, here's $50 million and it's got to go to scholarships. You know, it's got to go to scholarships for 50 people, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, she said, I trust you because I vetted you already. Right. And I know that you're doing the work. So I trust you to take this and do what you need to do to continue that mission. And that's exactly, exactly what she's saying. I just wanted to give clarity exactly with that. You know, I just right. mentioned the word HBCUs. You know, you're, you're a graduate, one of the great ones and schools in this country that deliver black excellence on a regular basis, Spelman. I always Spelman like, you know, College, uh, yes. I know Spelman College, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, there's only what, Benedict College. There's only two uh, all-female HBCUs, right? Benedict College, I believe, in Spelman. I don't, you know, I should know I, that, but I, I, don't, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's only two. I think he's only two, but that's all right. You know, wow, okay. I'm Mr. Know It All. I'm Mr. Know It All. You know, I'm, I'm going to just throw out information that I, I claim to be correct. Um, <laughs> the, the, the beauty of going to that school, can you just tell my listeners and my viewers? The uh, you know, Spelman College really taught me the value of sisterhood mm-hmm. and that when you invest in a girl, she can change the world. And also, like, I, you know, I, I graduated a long time ago and I can meet a Spelman sister today yes. and still have a connection. Mm-hmm. And that's what the value of going to that school has has really shown me. Mm-hmm. It's about you will always have a connection. I, I you know, see people. Uh, women will say, I'm your Spelman sister, I'm your Spelman <laughs> sister. And it's just, I mean, we didn't go to school at the same time or anything, but it's just a connection that we have because we love our school and we knew that our school taught us that you will have a connection that, to each woman that walks out of these doors after having this experience. So that's, yeah, that I, I do anything I can to promote Spelman. And she does a great job promoting her two incredibly uh, series overall. <clears throat> She's already done two in 2021. Uh, yes. Three and four, that's Wrath and Greed is out right now on Lifetime. Yes. Please, executive produced by my man, Bishop T.D. Jakes, but more importantly by my friend, uh, Sean Robinson. Please, thank you for coming thank on you. my show. And as always, I support you and keep moving ahead and keep delivering black excellence because you've been doing it. Then I can say it, you know, you still look fantastic over several decades. <laughs> appreciate you. If you want to hear, okay. thank bye you. Bye. If you want to hear or see any of my interviews on Money Making Conversation Masterclass, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. <laughs>